felt they stolen something in their life. We had a young man that years ago did Wednesday night worship, and he reached on and he said that if you stole a pencil in your whole life, then you're guilty of, of stealing and you deserve hell. And he was really harsh with him. But he was really, really harsh. And he was like, everybody afterwards was really, really upset. But there's some truth there, guys. I mean, none of us have never stolen. I mean, I, I think of the funny things that I've stolen. Usually when I get frustrated is when I'm just going to actually, now remember this, I'll tell you this, my father, who was not a particularly Christian man, was very honest and all through his life. And so one time we went shopping in, at Christmas time in Sears. You all remember what that's like if you haven't been to the mall in a long time. It's chaos. Everywhere, my dad was trying to buy a pair of leather gloves. And we're all standing around waiting for him to find it. He went to the register. And there wasn't anybody at the register. He looked all around. He kept trying to find people to give them to me. Finally, he got so mad. He walked out the door with his gloves and stole them right in front of his kid. And I never forgot it, because in my whole life, my dad never had stolen anything. And so I was shocked. But if you were a little kid, I guarantee you stole something. Especially if you have a sibling, you stole something, you know, and you and look guilty right away. <laughs> you know, you go to their room and you take a little take a little money out for them or something. And so uh, for me, one of my most famous stealings was I went to the barber shop which is really something you guys probably never experienced either, but I went to the old barbershop, and all of us four kids were getting a haircut at the same time, right? And so we're all in there, and my mother says to me, go out to the car, I left my purse in the car. So I went out, this is really funny looking back, went out, I've always loved shiny, you know how I am, right? But anyway, I went out there, and opened her purse up, stole four dimes out of it. Dimes, is that funny now? It's like, I guess there were no quarters, maybe the quarters were bigger, I don't know. But she must have been looking out the window because as soon as I came in, now this is in public, she's like, did you take anything out of my purse? No. Yes, you did. What did you take? Into your pockets, and there's the four dimes, you know. And so she didn't whoop me, I don't think, right in front of anybody, but I paid a price for that little theft. But you know what? I appreciate that my parents taught me really early, stealing is not okay. You know what? I read, and you go online and you look up stealing, and there are more jokes about stealing than there are serious comments, but I was really surprised. Apparently our culture thinks stealing is kind of funny, especially if you steal from rich people, then it's okay. But guys, let me tell you, the danger here is when you get in a habit of dishonesty and cheating and stealing, you're liable to do it bigger and bigger until you get caught. Last, oh, probably 10 years ago or less, there, were one, there was one year, there were four or five charities here in town, remember this year, where somebody turned out was embezzling thousands of dollars from a charity. Who would do that? I mean, can you imagine going to United Way? You all know what that is. It's a, a great thing in town, and everybody gives money to it, and they do good things, good deeds with it. And the, the administrator stole thousands of dollars from them. And, it, and I was really, I've often wondered, why does a church secretary steal money or a preacher? We know better, you know. It's like, because you start on little things. And that's what I was told. Uh, we went to a seminar years after that, and this was a, a federal guy who was working. His job was to prosecute people who had stolen from nonprofits. And he told us this statistic that of all the ones he did, he had people steal 10,000 to millions. And he said that only something like 10% of them actually took the job to steal. All the rest of them were really nice people who just started stealing a little and got in the habit. So I guess if I'm giving any advice is make yourself a commitment tonight that stealing is not who you are. Right? You know, cheating is not who you are. And you will be blessed. Much, much of our civilization agrees with you on this subject. For a change, huh? look into uh, in context, right? Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. 
Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you are sealed to the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ has forgiven you. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we, we know that this is a huge problem in our culture and in our world. Help us, Lord, to really understand why it's something we need to avoid in our lives so badly. Amen. So, you might be interested, the Greek word for stealing, or, or theft, is klepto. Sounds familiar, like kleptomaniac, and I don't know if you guys have ever met somebody who has a stealing problem. Apparently, it's very rampant in our culture. And some, like I said, when you look up online about stealing, you'll get a lot of jokes about, like, well, if, you get, if you're not caught, it's funny, or it's good. No. God sees, right? He knows when we steal. Even the silly little things like the pen. Now, if you raided my house tonight, fire a pop, and go raid the Mertz house, you know what you'd find? I've got 50 rusty pens in my house. It's terrible. I just keep, they're in my pocket, and I come home, and I put them on the counter, and then I put them in a jar, and then they end up in the bedroom, in the jar in the bedroom, and it's like, finally, I just go, why don't I have these pens? And I bring it back to us. Just like, mindless, not because I'm really trying to steal them, I just go home with the pens. And then I figure to myself, well, it's a small thing, right? And it is, it really is not intentional. But what if you get in the habit of taking home from your office things that don't belong to you? A silly little thing, a state court, for instance, you know, silly little thing. You would laugh. What is the most stolen thing in Wesley? You're going to laugh about this. Scissors. Scissors. <laughs> right. I tell you, bring the scissors back. In fact, if you borrow something from me, I think, I think Nolan borrowed something from me this week. I said, Nolan, you can use my red pen, but bring it back or else. You know, because it's just sort of the drift away thing. I'm not even sure it's stolen as much as left out. And then it gets put in somebody's book bag. And it disappears. So most of us don't go. I can't conceivably make this week I'm going to steal a skateboard. Next week I'm going for the scissors. You know, no, we don't. We don't need any. We really need those things. They're great tomorrow. But it's like, how do you stop yourself from starting to think that everything is for you? Everything belongs to you. You have the right. The word itself actually means klepto means to cheat or to take something. So it, it means both those things. And it's really hard to draw a line and go, what's stealing? Many of y'all that are artists understand stealing in a different way than I do. I always thought that if you had a song and it was pretty, that you could sing the song anywhere. It's like, I understand now. We paid for the music that was up there. We paid rights to that music. Because why? Because it's really stealing from their creativity to do it. Now, let me say on the other side, in the ministry, we're taught to steal. You know, we steal, we steal ideas. And if you ever hear an idea out of one of my sermons and you want to steal it, you have my permission to steal it. But you know, when it comes to like art and different stuff, you really have to think about, is it right for you to take somebody's song, right? Like if, if you sing somebody's song without giving them credit, or even worse, make it your song, then you really are sort of an emotional stealer of, of a sort, or maybe even a legal stealer. So there's a big difference between legal stealing and what God says is stealing. I hope you realize that in your life. Stupid little pen things, I don't think God is sitting to go counting the pens I'm taking home. But if I was stealing grosses of pens, right, 144 pens or something, and selling them on the black market, that was totally beyond me. So if you ever go online and you look for pens, and then there's Wesley Pens, only three ninety nine. you know, it's like, if you send your money to Max Works, then you know I'm actually stealing that stuff. 
But I really do think you end up with the silliest things in your car sometimes. Did y'all ever notice that? There'll be things in your car, where did this come from? You know, we have another problem we've had over the years. It's been, you know, those carts you move with, what are they called, the dollies, right? It's like, we lose our dollies every once in a while. And then one, one time we had seven sledgehammers because we had a work project where we used sledgehammers. And those sledgehammers have never reappeared. Someday we're going to go to the attic and there'll be seven sledgehammers away. What did we do with them? I have no idea where they went. But don't think that it doesn't happen. It really does. It happens all the time in college. You probably know this about him. Stealing could be stealing somebody else's work when you're writing a paper, right? And not giving them credit. I know you all are sensitive to that. That's one thing that'll get you kicked out of hand is that they find you plagiarizing, you know, something from somebody. And the big difference is whether or not you quote them, you know, or, or put it down and give them credit for it. But beware of those things in life. So I guess maybe what I'm, I'm getting at is somewhere you have to go, why does this matter so much? Why is this? It's clearly not a joke. And stealing four dimes didn't break my mom, but it was my first lesson of getting caught. You know, it's like, I think what I, helps me and has always helped me in life is the horror, right, sharing them. Somebody might catch me. Do you know that Sharon could steal from Wesley? Not very much. But if she did, we're actually, she's actually bonded so we could get the money back when we put her in jail to get the money back. But there's a church in this district. I remember the church secretary stole $40,000 from her church. And when they went to collect it and they figured out she stole it, she said, they said, where is the money? And she's like, they spent it on what? Drugs. So she was taking drugs the whole time. It's like, she's in jail. But anyway, so, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, what are you going to do with this little bit of money? Carol, our former student administrator, we had a joke. That for a preacher, you can either steal $5 or a million, but nothing in between. You know what I mean? It's like you steal in the church. Did you know the Methodist preachers aren't allowed to touch the money? We're not allowed that offering, wherever it is. I never touch it. You know, it's like everybody else takes responsibility. Because that way, if it gets disappeared, we fire a band. Instead of me. Or we fire the intern right there. They're the bottom of the totem pole. Kick them and throw them out, right? And, and, and accuse them. But, but seriously, it's like somebody, sooner or later in your life, you'll see them stealing, stealing and you're going to have to ask yourself, do I report it or I just ignore it? It's a huge problem on campus, in case you don't know, because the staff can steal tons of stuff. We have, A&M has barns full of stuff just sitting there that nobody's using, and I've heard that it's really impressive to go to bed and get lost forever, right? Go in there and, and look at all the old machines that they got sitting around, no telling what's in there, old Jeeps, who knows what it is, but you know what? It's not yours, and I think that's the thing you have to, you may be an only child and think the whole world belongs to you, but most of us learn it doesn't. Right? At some point you gotta go, this doesn't belong to me, and even though it's a pointless, not valuable thing, I don't have the right to take it. Right? It will ruin my reputation. So think about embezzlers and all these people, like, why did they do it? I really think they sit down and they think, well, nobody will miss this. Some of the most famous robberies, by the way, this, this auditor told me, was people who could figure out a way with the computer. And I know one of them was somehow, in every transaction that ended in change, he ended up with a change in an account. You know, somewhere, and so you would think, oh, petty theft, right? It turned out he stole like a million dollars because it just kept funneling all this money over, and the company didn't even notice because they're looking at the big dollars. They're not looking at these little things, but slowly it turned into a huge deal. And the fun part is when he was caught, he said, well, I just did it to see if I could get away with it. He never spent any of it. He just wanted to see if he could do it. He did. That's not my advice to you, yes. you. You'll be amazed how angry our world gets about theft. You know, and it's like, it's not something you can do in your job. What about your integrity as a, as a husband or a wife? Do you really want your kids to see you steal? Seriously, I remember my dad stealing those gloves just because he had never stolen anything. 
he never even talked about cheating on his taxes, none of those things. So I was in shock when my dad would do something like that. Okay, let's talk about probably the more common thing that you run into is petty theft, right? Like um, shoplifting. I don't know if your high school was bad about that, but I, I was a pastor in a youth group. <coughs> I'd only been there a few months. We went to a, a truck stop, and probably 25 of those kids decided they were going to steal something, like a contest. If you see who could steal the biggest thing, I was completely oblivious. But every other youth group I'd ever served, we would never do that, you know? And they, they, we got on the bus, and we're an hour or two down the road, and then they start showing each other everything they stolen. Don't you know that truck stop thought of our church group? You know, <laughs> it's like, this is a church group, and I, I don't know how much they were stolen, but it was, it was enough to really matter. So who pays for it? Think of it as for a second. If there's theft, if somebody steals money from a store like ATV, who pays for it? We do, right? We all pay when we, next time when we go to buy a, a, a set an item, we pay more because people still want. So you're really cheating everybody, not just yourself. It's like, I, I think this is so automatic my brain that I really don't think about it. So what's the big issue with stealing? What's it really wrong? It's an, they call it an offense against fellowship. Because your relationship with other people, when you become a thief, changes. Suddenly you're somebody that they don't trust anymore. That you don't you don't listen to anymore when you see the person steal, and so it, it's little little things are like the scissor may turn out to be way bigger later. You know, what I mean, not realizing that there's a line of what you think. One of my favorite stories from the, from the uh, cartoons and stuff was Robin Hood. Right? We all Robin Hood. He took from the rich because the rich guy took too much taxes. But is there really any justification for stealing that? Do you think Christians want to be known as the stealing people? One of the things that has confused me often is when there's a riot and people, they loot. That's stealing, right? Is it right to loot? You know, it's like a, the irony of looting, everybody says about is that they put out of business all the stores that were in their area. You know, those that, nobody just walks away and goes, oh, I didn't miss all my furniture that was stolen out of my store. Obviously, they're killing the businesses that are actually in the area. And so it seems sort of stupid. But yeah, why do people do it? Because you get ahead easily, right? If you stole Instead of earning your money and you stole, then you would just sort of have a head up on everybody. But what you lose is your integrity, right? You lose your respect. What kind of people would respect that sort of stuff? And so I asked myself, why would they steal? And maybe at the root of it is jealousy that somebody has more than I have, right? If a guy has a Jaguar and I want a Jaguar, is it okay to take that Jaguar no matter what? It's like, obviously it's not. Our Christian world goes, of course this is not right. But we steal in other ways. We can hoard. Have you ever heard of hoarding? You've seen some of those TV shows on hoarding before? They will scare you. Because it's when you want stuff so much, you just can't even let it go, right? You just get more and more stuff. And then, but somebody else is not getting what you're wasting, I think. I had, uh, I saw one show, and I know this is a bizarre one. One of the shows was hoarding rats. And he had rats. And he really liked these rats, and so he just let them out of the cave. And they multiplied. And they multiplied. And so when they tried to get the order to the house, there were thousands of rats living in this house. Who wants rats? I don't know, but this guy was convinced that, that rats were valuable. He wanted to sell them to the stores instead of just killing them. But you know, at a point, you just want them out of your house and stuff. They did get them out of the house and stuff. I, I feel like that was something. This verse, if you look at it, in the verses before, it uses the word put on or take off. Or it uses the word clothed. You can use that same word. So if you think of it, how do we get the, the, the clothing of stealing out of our life? How do we make ourselves absolutely not thieves, right? Interesting thing about verse 2. Obviously, in the church, there were people who had been 
they used for their life. That's what they were famous for. Now Jesus says, I came into your life. There is no more stealing. It's okay. No more. Not even pens, guys. It's like, this is a, a line you got to make of your own self. It's like, I'm going to have integrity. This. I don't steal from the government. That's another sin, by the way. Stealing from the government. Because Jesus said, give unto Caesar what Caesar. So if you cheat on your taxes, or you cheat on the government, or anytime you don't pay a debt, in a way you're stealing. So you could draw the line to debt. Right? If you've got a debt, and you refuse to pay it, or you don't ever pay it, even if you file bankruptcy, morally, you're a thief. Right? You stole from those people or that company. This really kind of gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and I start going, I guess I've stolen people's, uh, people's attention and other things too from them that maybe I never really wanted to do. And it's laziness sometimes. It's easier to steal than it is to work hard and produce. Remember what the advice of the author was, get a job, produce something that you can share with other people. And that's, that's the cure of stealing. Thinking that you can get anything by stealing is, is just sort of the huge mistake here. So what's the result? Let's really think about it. Think about it if we had a thief in Wesley and you couldn't leave your book pad around Wesley. By the way, Wesley is an incredibly honest place. It is incredible. We leave things out all the time we shouldn't. But I've known other Rusties have had all their musical instruments stolen twice. And, and you know, it's like somebody came in and I took all that. And, you know, that's a lot of money. You guys probably realize that more than me. But it's like, why would somebody do that sort of thing? And I don't know, but it makes you really bitter. That's the real problem is when someone steals from you, you don't forget that they're a thief. It's like you're almost labeled from that first time that you stole them. So we don't want to be labeled that way, do we? Like, I know I sure don't. One of the most amusing ones in Houston years ago is uh, there was a, a ring of thieves. We have them here in town, too, but that particular ring was stealing suburban. You guys know suburbans, the big, the big vehicles? The insides of them were so heavy, the, the seats and all that stuff, that people were stealing them from the car. And supposedly, the car would break down on the side of the road in Houston, where all the traffic, they would they'd go to get help. But by the time they get back, somebody left the car running gotten inside, taken the entire interior of the suburban out, and there was nothing but a stripped out interior sitting on the side of the road. It was like a game to see how fast, because the cops couldn't cure it, because they couldn't get there fast enough, you know. To, and people would see them taking the interior out of the car and just drive on by. Like, it would amaze me that we all thought it was kind of funny. It's not funny in your car, right? It's not funny. So supposedly, one of the really famous, really famous radio guy, that uh, is dead now, but anyway, he said this, told the story, that he was on the side of the road, his car stalled. So he got to the side of the road in some city, I think it was Milwaukee for some reason, but anyway, got over the side of the road, opened his hood and went around and opened it. All of a sudden he heard a noise. And he, there's a guy taking the hubcaps off the car. And he says to the guy something like, excuse me. And the guy says, oh, don't worry, you take the battery, I'll take the, the hubcaps. And so the guy was stealing from him while he was working on the car. It's like, supposedly a true story. It's like, I really do think when you get an idea that you can take things and if you get ahead and the other person doesn't, you don't realize how you hurt them, right? If you hit a car in the parking lot and put a dent in it and don't leave your name and your insurance, you're stealing, right? Because you're telling that person, you know, that person's car is devalued because of what you did. How would you feel, Ben, if somebody backed into your Mustang in the parking lot? I know, I would be mad forever if you didn't own up to what you did. Funny thing is, if you told me that you did it, I'd probably be like, well, whatever. But if you didn't tell me, it'd make me angry. That's the problem. If we steal from each other or from anybody, in a sense, we break fellowship with everybody, right? Because we're putting our needs above everybody else. Uh, so what do you think God thinks is the wrong? I thought about robbery in the bigger sense. That's probably the worst of all. And I can't imagine you ever doing that. 
But if you've ever been wrong or had your house robbed, you'll know what I mean. It's, it's a terrible feeling of violation that somebody's come into your stuff, pulled stuff out of there and stuff. I was robbed in college a couple times. And they stole my shoes. Things that were just ridiculous. And the cop told me, I remember the cop said to me, it's like, well, you could go to the flea market. Maybe you could buy some of them back. They probably just took them to the flea market and sold them for a dollar. But they were, you know, $50 shoes for me. It's like, it was just like, you can't take my clothes. That's too far. Take my guitar right there. So take, take other things that don't matter so much to me, I guess. But uh, uh, if you think about the Bible story about robbery, think about the good uh, Samaritan, right? The good Samaritan for a minute. It's like the robbers there, right? And they came and they did they do a good thing? There's no way. Every implication is that it was a horrible sin that they did. And it's our job to fix it. Not our job to be participants in such things. So I think maybe what's the, the whole message here is if you've got a problem with stealing, that it's something you can stop in the beginning, right? Before you get into the nursing, John, you got to know that you're not going to rip off hospitals and you're not going to rip off patients and cheat. It comes to little things like lying on a time card. If you guys ever had to tie it, push a time card and say that you've worked so many hours but you didn't, that's the beginning of stealing. Because you're really taking somebody's money for something you didn't do. These are all little things that we laugh about in our culture, and yet they turn into could ruin your life, you know, ruin your fellowship for sure with people. The neat thing is in the church, you can have thieves, have them repent and forgive, and start again. The world is not so forgiving. For all those people that embezzled money, I was talking about that year, almost all of them were out of town, all of them were humiliated by what they'd done, and you know, it really hurt their life because they got caught. And they just got used to where they could get away with it. One of the scriptures says, love does no harm to one's neighbor. Stealing is harmful to us and to others. Think about your, for a second. What kind of witness will we have if we're not an honest people? Right? A perfect people that are beyond what, the, beyond what the world asks. It's a commandment. It's a civil law. But the biggest thing is it breaks the law of love to steal. It really does. Ultimately, what is God going to judge us on is the law of love. Right? Did we do things hurt everybody around us to think that we were the center of the world. I don't know. I, I, I ponder it a lot. And I, you know, I bring the pens back occasionally, by the way. And it's like I make the policy that I'm going to be truthful and I'm going to be honest in everything. That way, if some question comes up, you know what, if Sharon thinks that I've taken $2 from the, from the, <laughs> the dinner, dinner money, right? It's like I'd rather you just say, you took that $2, Max. Because 90% of the time, I don't even remember if I did you hand me cash, I'm going to as they come. But you know what? It's like we can forgive each other for little things, but we got to learn that that's not what God wants, right? This is a commandment, one of the top ten. Avoid this in your life, and you will be blessed. That's right. Precious Lord, we thank you for uh, the, the examples in our life of honesty and high integrity people that surround us. Lord, let us commit ourselves tonight to being that. That everyone will know, our children, our grandchildren will know that we are honest people. Didn't steal from anyone. You pray this in Christ's name. Amen.